You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. We got the original crew back for episode 154. My name is Clark from Five Card Guys on Instagram and fivecardguys.com. Co-hosting with me as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John who is Trade You at Recess. All right, off the top, a couple of things. First, we really haven't had the chance to talk amongst the three of us what we thought of the Panini versus Fanatics antitrust lawsuit and counter lawsuit. Um, I brought it up briefly with a couple of guests we had on our podcast this month about what they thought, but um, I thought, you know, we could discuss amongst the three of us, um, you know, any, any thoughts for you guys, what's happening in the courts right now when it comes to Panini versus Fanatics? You know what? I, uh, I don't have much to say on this, but, uh, I I went on blowout, just kind of checked it out because there's always interesting discussion. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. read like um, uh, the 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 user from Brother Tona, okay? And this is okay. this was his post. He goes, for years, Panini and Fanatics had a business relationship because the latter would provide the bulk of player jerseys that would go into premium cards. But the lawsuit says that in May of this year, Ruben threatened Fanatics that. Uh, Fanatics would no longer supply those materials. The lawsuit also accuses Fanatics of attempting to undermine Panini's current business before its current licenses run out. It says Fanatics acquired a controlling stake in the trading card manufacturer GCP that produces over 90% of Panini's trading card needs and that GCP is the only U.S. manufacturer that meets Panini's technological quality and capacity requirements. And it says Fanatics has used its control of GCP to restrict Panini's supply of trading cards despite their contracted agreements. The legal, the legal action comes on the heel of another leg a skirmish between the two parties. In May, as part of a lawsuit filed by Panini against Fanatics in a Texas, Texas district court, the sides agreed to a temporary injunction that restricts Fanatics' ability to recruit Panini employees and enjoy Fanatics' ability to use confidential information from employees who used to work at Panini. So right. Panini, and then the quote ends, Panini is trying to blame Fanatics for its own inability to keep up, uh, keep pace with what players, fans, and even its own employees rightly want, the Fanatics spokesperson said. So that was actually the Wall Street Journal uh, article. Right. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, the, I guess what's going on with, with all that. But like, yeah, for me, it's, uh, I guess it's, lo- it, they're, they're fighting last, last fire, right? Like, I'm, I mean, mm. what, what do they have left? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Seems that way for sure. Fanatics is <laughs> cutting them off at the source. <laughs> Yo, you're not going to agree to our deal. All right. You can argue that's a pretty shrewd business move on the part of fanatics, right? Right, but um, but yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's, um, some, that's some great context. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Got to read blowout forums more often. Yeah, I've been telling you, there's some good information, and then some. Some guys are idiots, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. once in a while, you get good insight with you know people that you know understand what they're talking about. But right. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is interesting. I think anybody um, 
naturally the first thing we think about is it just feels like it's posturing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know, I think everybody kind of knows that Panini is dead man walking in the sports cards in the sports card trade like space. So yeah. fanatics is, you know, about to buy. I mean, we remember we, that whole thing about like the fanatics website was kind of taking over the Panini website. So a lot of people were murmuring about it was about to be imminent. Like it was going to happen. Announcement might be coming shortly. There's a lot of clues and nothing ever came of it. So I would imagine there was an offer made and maybe they were kind of getting close and then, you know, something happened. So it, it's sort of the inevitable. And these, these lawsuits are just, you know, you'd imagine they're just posturing so that Panini can uphold their value amount and Fanatics is trying to chop down the value amount um, before oh, they yeah, you for know, sure. inevitably buy them out, right? So, For me, it's like, it sounds very similar to what happened with Liv and PGA. Yeah, very <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like you just fighting cats and dogs, yeah. you know, threatening to sue or actually suing. And then next week, it's like, yeah, we're merging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it usually goes to that, right? So it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, they're like, they're both like, how 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 much are we paying our lawyers? All right, come on, guys, let's settle this quickly. <laughs> yeah. Really, in, in situations like these, the lawyers always win, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I, I agree. It kind of sounds like posturing. Probably Panini's trying to. I think Daryl said this too in our interview, right? Yeah, that yeah. It seems like Panini's trying to increase their value any way possible. For and sure. And then once they hit a certain number, they're like, okay, you know what? All right, let's we'll sell. At that but point. they they say in that art that article or whatever that like um like ninety percent of their jersey patches came from Fanatics. So they're yeah. literally. Like strangling the, uh, like Panini by the neck, basically bleeding them dry in every single way. So that's yeah. that's where the lawsuit kind of gets a little more complicated, is because it, it starts going in depth with like Panini's literally just like like just throwing them down to the ground as much as possible, right? So I guess there really is no other option but to do that to save at least tread water a bit more or you know build more yeah. value. So. Let that be a lesson to all entrepreneurs and business people. You know, it's always good to diversify. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and not uh, be in that situation if you if you don't have to. But um, but yeah, well, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. I'm sure we'll hear more news in the coming months. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a merge announcement is going to come or uh, or Panini selling their stake is going to come soon either. So we'll see. Okay, before we move on to our main segment. Um, we wanted to briefly touch upon the Wander Franco situation, which is sad and crazy if the allegations are true. Um, I won't get too much into the details because it's still under investigation. Uh, we are a sports card podcast, so so that's why I kind of want to stay clear of the you know the whole allegation side of things. But we want to at least acknowledge we know that this investigation is going on, and of course, it's going to have implications on the hobby. Uh, but with such few details at the moment, I'm not sure I want to say much more than that uh, since there's you know real-life implications for the parties involved that are bigger than cards, of course. But if you are hearing this for the first time, that's why you're seeing a bunch of new eBay listings of Wander Franco. People are scared and uh, what's going to happen. And, and uh, you know what? People can judge whether they think that's right or wrong to do that. But um, I think that's probably more for another episode until we see more info come to light. Uh, anyway, you guys have anything to add to that or? Well, on top of 
the overprinted Wander Franco's out there too. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna probably see obviously you know a huge price drop, and it's unfortunate. And it it literally when I seen that uh, it was that meme or that tweet like that was mm-hmm. going viral. It was kind of like a gut punch, you know that yeah. when it said like he he may never play MLB baseball ever again. Like it was like what this is. A 22-year-old, you know, future generational player, you know, in the MLB. And it's just like, yeah, such a unfortunate event. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And like I said, we're, you know, there's, uh, there's still a lot to, uh, I guess, pan out. And we don't know any of the stories. So it's, you know, obviously easy to judge on our side and every, you know, thing. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to kind of have to yeah. input in, on that it's it's unfortunate it's it's a very unfortunate event yeah yeah right yeah yeah outside of real life you just feel bad for people holding big you know a lot of money to wander and like there's a lot of people out there that have money into wander like this got to this may go down as like the greatest sports card single player crash over like overnight crash like i don't know how how much worse it can get than this like we thought Tatis was bad, we thought Jao was bad, but this is like this is another level. But yeah, well, we'll you know we'll keep a year out and see what happens. Obviously, this is a very big story uh, in general uh, beyond cards, and it's very you know even with the the possibility of Wander not playing, it's it's that's how serious it's become. So so yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, and and then um, as more information comes to light, we'll see uh, what we can talk about um, at that point. Okay, uh, let's move on now then to hobby headlines. So there was an interesting article in the Washington Post this week, and it was titled, Thanks to NIL, college athletes have trading cards. Their value is hard to quantify. So I thought we could dive deeper into the potential of NIL cards, which is an acronym for Name Image Likeness. Now, if you're hearing about NIL cards for the first time, essentially what it is is companies like Panini and Topps, or Fanatics now, I guess, they can now sign exclusive deals with amateur athletes before they declare themselves for the pros, right? It wasn't, uh, you weren't able to do that before. I think 2021, the laws changed in the States. Um, So it was big news, for example, uh, recently when Arch Manning, you might know his uncles, Peyton and Eli, but Arch Manning, uh, when one of, his cards, I believe it was a one of one produced by Panini, sold at a charity auction last month for a hundred two thousand dollars five hundred. What? Yeah. Holy one oh two five zero zero. It happened to be a record price for any NIL card, I believe. And if you think about it, that is pretty crazy because Arch Manning has yet to play one college football game. So he signed this exclusive deal. Obviously, he has potential. Showed flashes of brilliance in high school. So what? Right? What happens with like in terms of exclusive deal? What does that mean? They can't. They can't do like autos with, with uh, like fanatics in the future. I think so. Right. Like it's kind of like what. Um, yeah. Like uh, what LeBron had with Le- Upper with Deck. Upper you know deck what I mean? and, yeah. 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 Uh, so and I'm sure it lasts till there's a there's a, a termination certain, uh, yeah, date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe when they go pro, right? Um, but um, because you know, no agent would want them to have a long term deal where you can't sign 
you know, uh, with with manufacturers that do have pro licenses like Fanatics right. and Tops in this case, right? Right. But um, huh. but yeah, there's a lot of things we can discuss here. But let's start with the idea that college and um, even high school athletes now can have these NIL, very lucrative NIL deals, which means all of a sudden, from a hobby standpoint, for top prospects at least, there could be a bunch of pre-rookie cards on the market, right? right? So first question, do you think these so-called pre-rookie cards will have any long-term value? Um, I, I think, I don't see why not, to be honest, because I think people over time will value stuff like that if they become a superstar, right? Just right. like how we, you know, see it in history. It's like if you had anything LeBron James High School or if you had Shohei Otani High School or you had um, whoever, uh, you know, Tiger yeah. Woods, you know, you know, Charlie, Charlie Woods is going to be big too, right? Like there's going to be, um, yeah, there's a lot of value, I think, to collectors and people who uh, think that that would be more valuable in terms of investment, right? So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people in that train of thought where they think that way. So I think there is there is some value in that. And um, I think it could hurt, hold long-term value in the future, but I don't think it might be in the like immediate, like now, right? You will just hmm. see kind of people like, I don't know, but then, you know, if, if, you know, when Binyamba, you know, became, you know, yep. now that Sports Illustrated card becomes, you know, kind of special now, right? Because it's at the end of the day, there was a big card that in that kind of like uh, set. So, it has kind of like that longevity. So, yeah, I think there's going to be uh, more and more value in the long-term future, though. Interesting. Than the media okay. short. What do you think, John? I don't know what to think. I think my init- I, I think specific cases could work. Like we, we see Luca with the, the upper deck, you know, the 2016-2017 Turkish Airlines upper deck promo, right. you know, with the white jersey. <laughs> like we see that kind of stuff. And, it, and, and they're valuable. Um. I think in specific examples, it can be valuable, but overall, uh, I'm going to say no long term. I, like, I mm. don't, I don't, like Hyung's example, I think Hyung's, Hyung's example is correct too, but it has to be like, obviously, it's going to be somebody who goes into the trajectory of absolute greatness. Superstar. And, I, and yeah. I think for me, I think the college or the NIL autos, like, look, for example, LeBron. I think it's popular not because it's college or anything to do with that. It's because people just want a LeBron auto and they can't afford the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Miami Heat LeBron auto. And they're forced right. to go down 50% in value and go get the LeBron fighting Irish auto from when he was in high school because that's the only one that they can afford. But they want a LeBron auto. It's the LeBron auto that's carrying the weight of the value, not the the fact that it's NIL. So... I think in specific absolute GOAT players, of course, there's going to be value and it has to be just the auto. If it's just Victor Wembenyama, you know, blue refractor out of 150 NIL, I, I, you know, that's probably going to go to like no money, right? But if there's a, if there's an auto and Victor becomes a top 10 all time, and then yeah, you could, you could see it. But yeah, overall, long term, no short term. Hot flash flipping and, you know, that game, I think it's going to be huge. I think that'll work because yeah. people are going to want Victor, you know, Arch Manning cards and there's nothing out there. Like this is the, the only chase. So for the time being, I think the short term flipping will work, but long term, 
I don't know, man. I don't see it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with Johnny. Like, I think, you know what, when Hyung, you were saying, like, I think the big operative word was if they become big, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a lot of athletes that would hit that superstar status. You know, you could be a good player, you know, and you could be like good professional, big league player. But if you're not a superstar, big league player, then I don't think any of these those NIL cards will hold that much value. It See, might... I, 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 the the only thing that I, I will say is um, there is what I think where baseball specifically baseball, but sports in general, I think yeah. it's becoming all global. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna really change the card market, and it's gonna affect like stuff like this, where like for instance, we have we're run by like. There's NCAA sports, like people really don't collect college, like draft cards, yeah. for instance, are, aren't, aren't demanded, right? So there's kind of like that. But, uh, you know, on, on the business side of things, it's great because from a sports standpoint, like guys should get paid if, if, you know, yeah, for sure. If they can. But the whole industry has been controlled by the way MLB, US large corporations, They've yeah. kind of done it. So I'm, I'm going to say that like, like I, I think the whole spectrum of how we used to do things in cards in general are going to mm-hmm. change. Like, uh, just even like, for instance, baseball, uh, there's a, there's a organization called Baseball United. They're in the Middle East and they're all, all these MLB players are mm-hmm. part of it. Like Felix Hernandez is like a, a, a GM now part of uh, one of the teams you have uh, uh, all the big leaguers that are going there that are supporting this and they're trying to grow baseball in the middle east right so Mm -hmm. i think there's going to be a lot more players in the game so this is where it starts trickling in where the whole art of collecting i think is going to change a bit so that's why i I agree with your guys's point though like yeah like obviously like that's with anybody if if you need to especially in high school they need to be a superstar like for it to like work like a charlie yeah. woods or something right because he's right. going to be the chase but ultimately let's just say charlie woods becomes one of the best golfers of all time right would that that card not be a value just like let's just say a bbm sure uh shohei otani for instance huge yeah. huge collector's piece in in terms of japan right so it's gonna be specific so that's with anybody you're not gonna you're not going to see your high school buddy, you know, that had had the chance to play, you know, professional baseball and he was hyped up prospect that injured himself. You know, the, yeah. uh, those cards, obviously, no one's going to even know, you know, those those people exist. Right. right. So, yeah, but yeah, I just, no, yeah, went went in a loop. But but no, I, I like I like your take on like, you know, um, the league in the Middle East, like there are opportunities there. I'll, I'll give you that, because I think in North America, at least. What I'm afraid of with these NIL deals, you know, they're going to they're going to give a lot of money to these college athletes all of a sudden, you know, and these college athletes, some of the best ones that are not just really good or great even, but they're highly marketable. Right. You know, they're like, oh, this guy has swag. Maybe he's the above average player. But right now we can monetize off off this athlete. Right. And, And, you know, like for them to have a long, distinguished career. It's, it's probably unlikely because, you know, not a lot of people get to that elite level. So I think investing in NIL cards is already risky to begin with. And I think with the new deals, what I was about to say was that 
I have a feeling they're just going to mass produce NIL deals or cards. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're mm. going to see like five pre-rookie um, Charlie Woods cards. And then when he actually, I, I, I don't know, golf, maybe not the best example, but you know, like uh, in baseball, five, you know, minor league cards until they get to the big leagues. There's like, oh, there's already five, six, seven right. autographed cards of this player. Right. So I wonder if NIL deals that are coming up now are going to really dilute the sports card market in general and and worse possibly devalue the current crop of rookie cards like the ones we know like right. bowman chrome do you think that would happen i i don't know if that's just exaggerating or my fear of what might happen but you know can you see um who's uh jackson holiday if uh, i know he's he's going to be in the big soon but um if he had signed an nil deal you know and and you got 10 pre-rookie cards of him in this different minor league you know from single double right. triple a and then and then you finally the first bowman card that's his 11th autograph card yeah. i think there's too many people in the bowman chrome game that that becomes the staple of our hobby right okay. so that would never yeah. devalue it it would obviously devalue the the nil cards right so like mm. uh, yeah like i but i think i don't think bowman chrome would change but i would ask you the question do you think that it's all varies by sport you think that like soccer, for instance, right, would 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 be crazy in that sense, yeah. whereas baseball, not so much. Mm. You know, soccer could be different because, you know, like in England and like in Europe in general, yeah. they recruit kids. Really young. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So imagine yeah. and put them imagine into those eight- ca- like uh, sponsored academies, right? Right. And I think I I don't know how true this. Like I think there was a ten year old kid that signed a long-term deal with a club right? right and and just imagine it's a 10-year-old autograph and then he becomes the next messy yeah like oh it's, yeah i got 10 year- that, that might be worth something yeah like, this is when he was 10 but years I, old but that's what i'm saying i feel like you, that would never happen in baseball no matter what right. but in soccer it's, it could happen sports specific sure. right so that's what i'm saying is it a european versus american way of thinking you know what I mean? It could be a kind of combination of both. Like it's it's a totally different mindset of why that card becomes value in soccer, True. right? Versus something like baseball. We here on the Western part of the world don't value that at all. It's like, no, we're Bowman Chrome. And, you know, right. maybe on the other side of the world, they value stuff differently. And, you know, as sports become global through, you know, stuff like obviously the internet has played a huge role to globalize everything right it's like Mm -hmm. i think the scope of our hobby in general is going to be affected by kind of like new collectors and the way we collect and what people deem as valuable right yeah i hope so i hope so um i'm going to pivot a little bit let's look at the card manufacturer side of things okay um do you think this is an untapped market where companies like leaf you know, um, that goes for the unlicensed stuff. They could enter the NIL game. And even Panini, who we talked about at the top of the show, if they lose all their pro league licenses, um, do you think this might be a strategy for them to really attack the NIL athlete, you know, to, to get athletes on NIL deals? Go, go for it, John. Leaf, Leaf, is, Leaf, Leaf is such <laughs> a sad state. Yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what to think about Leaf. I... I guess they could, but I don't know. Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I would expect them to kind of go after that market because they're they. Why it's, not? It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, what else do they have, right? Do you have, you know, guys in suits or you know anything without uniforms, really? 
or they're, logo they're, essentially, they're essentially going to be like um, sports agents <laughs> recruiting <laughs> yeah. the next star. But for the I hobby. honestly, I honestly think that Leaf should should move away from sport like sport autos and just start going after you know celebrity. like Hollywood, yeah, yeah, Hollywood celebrity kind of autos that are kind of unique. I think that will work way better for them than going after sport card auto sports autos. Yeah, well, that could be a whole other episode. What to do with Leaf? <laughs> yeah. Where are yeah. they in the marketplace? Their pop century is pretty popular. To your point, John, right. their celeb stuff, yeah. right? I will say I'll, um, I'll take a Otani Leaf Auto too, though. Like anything Otani still in play, though. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't take a, a, a Leaf this, Auto. If Otani. it was this Japanese Auto, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, if it's a Kanji, yeah, for yeah. sure. Any Kanji, I don't You're, care. You, you guys wouldn't take a, a 2018 Leaf Otani. How auto. much? Well, How I'm much? just saying cheap. Like you're talking, you know, it's cheaper than a thousand. It's, well, I'm just saying in general, like whatever, right. it's relative whatever, to like, Otani's like, auto, right. right? Would you pay six thousand for a base tops chrome auto, or would you pay then, like a thousand? But then Leaf for, doesn't even do on card, right? Everything is sticker. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the, if I does could... Leaf do on card? I think everything is sticker. I thought they did. I thought Utani had, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I yeah, uh, I, I or most most are stickers. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm. I'm a Leaf collector. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying there's maybe a card I wouldn't mind having, you know. You know what? You know what? To to answer your question, I still go for the six thousand dollar base. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> Bowman Chrome, baby. Because you uh, love base. <laughs> we should stop talking leave. We're losing listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. That is true. Uh okay, yeah, let's let's uh, let's move on. Um one more thing about the NIL cards. Uh in the Washington Post article, they actually made a pretty good point. It, they said it could be beneficial more to like women's sports, like niche sports. And they use women's sports as an example because, you know, there's that they mentioned that right now there's high demand for Caitlin Clark basketball cards. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I wonder if that's where NIL could go because, you know, there's traditionally not been a like a dedicated hobby set for uh, female sports. And and the, the bigger question for me is. Do you think there is a market for it, right? Like, just say you do have NIL cards. And Caitlin Clark's an, ex- an exception, I think, because right. she's, you know, one of the best, right? But can you expand that to other other female players? I think it might be challenging. So I wonder if that's going to be a strategy they could use, but or if it will just kind of I fall think, I, I think you'll see a yeah, direct absolutely. correlation to to ticket sales, though. In terms of the relative sports too, so it's I think sports in general will will tell you how it will do. So mm. it's like how is the revenue in the WNBA versus the NBA, for instance, right? That will dictate probably the same way it will be in the sports card market, right? It's a good gauge, sure. Yeah, yeah. I I think that I mean it's going to happen, and it's not necessarily about male or female sports. I think they're going to just mm-hmm. their strategy, and I. You know, it makes the most sense. They're going to just basically try to capture every hot athlete out there that's not a pro yet across female and and males, right? So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily about the female leagues or anything like that. It's just if you're a hot athlete, you're looking like, you know, the top prospect in basketball or the top prospect in baseball or, you know, snowboarding or anything, and you're, you're like the talk of the town, I think they're going to try to capture that 
and get that auto and get it onto sure. an NIL card product, like it's going to happen, right? So that's probably the strategy, I'd imagine. Yeah, and I can see that making more sense for athletes in going back to the point of um, niche sports because they won't have a pro league that where there's millions of fans built in like MLB or NFL or NBA. So, uh, so it is really about the athlete that fans want more of, like whether it's the autograph card or, or memorabilia. So, so yeah, I could, I could totally see that too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how uh, things play out on the NIL card front. Um, it's relatively new to the hobby, and, and I'm sure um, it's going to grow. And, and you know, there's going to be different strategies by different companies on how they sign up-and-coming young athletes. So it'll be interesting to see how that impacts the hobby in the future. Okay, let's go on to our next segment we call Quiz Show. All right, today's quiz show segment is a little different because I only have one question for you guys, all right? Um, but before I ask you what the question is, let me provide a little context to the question, okay? So I saw this on Twitter, or X, now, <laughs> which is what it's called, um, on the Collectible Gurus page, and he noted that recently the 21st athlete had one of his cards sell for more than a million dollars, Okay. So there's a list of 21 athletes and they have at least one card that sold for a million bucks, okay? And the 21st athlete is Joe Doyle. You ever heard of Joe Joe Doyle? No. It was his 1910 Piedmont Cigarettes T206 card. So oh, wow. very old player, obviously. And the reason it sold for more than a million is because it was an error card where the card incorrectly stated that he was a member of the National League when he actually when he actually played for the New York Highlanders in the American League okay and yes the Highlanders changed their name in 1913 to the New York Yankees so there's a little baseball history there for you um, but Joe Doyle is number 16 on the list of 21 athletes in terms of um, how much it sold for and Number 16 is 1.32 million. All right. So um, out of 21 athletes, he is uh, one of those athletes that has a card that sold for more than a million. Okay. So the quiz show question, that was a long kind of uh, preamble, but the quiz show question is name the 20 other athletes who had at least one of their cards sell for more than a million dollars okay all right Holy and, and and listen you just need to name the player you don't have to name the specific card either because that'll, that'll be yeah, yeah. long and difficult yeah. but yeah. you just name the player who has at, had at least one card that sold for a million bucks and you guys can shout them out any anytime i'll cross yeah. the names off the list while you while you do so, so go ahead jordan lebron kobe mantle okay hold on trout yes. uh, <laughs> trout hold on let me let me uh take these names so i don't yeah, so Jordan, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Trout. Mm-hmm. LeBron what was number say? three. Uh, Mantle. Mantle. Mantle was number one with his yeah. $12.6 million sale. Oh, yeah. Brady. Jordan was 10 on that list. Luca. Yeah. Luca's number four with his Luka. National Treasures, 4.6. Yeah. Did, Did you, get, you say Brady? Ste- yeah. $3.8 million sale. <laughs> yeah, number eight. Honus Steph Wagner. Curry? Honus Wagner's number two with $7.25 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes number five with his $4.3 million. Was Steph, was Steph there at all? 
Steph Curry number 18. Yeah. Oh, this okay, is so easy for you guys. I, Wayne, it'll, Wayne Gretzky. It'll get harder near the end. Wayne Gretzky number 9 with his yeah, 3.75 P- OPG. Yep. Uh, million. We're in the seven the, Tiger Woods right? had one, right? We just talked about it. Do we it. say Babe Ruth? Tiger Woods is not on the list. Not on the, I think oh, he had a six-figure. Oh, yeah. We were talking yeah. about $100,000. How about okay, the Babe? Never mind. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Sorry? Babe Ruth. The Babe. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, number yeah, six. Yeah. 4.2 million. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a Jackie? Jackie Robinson is not on that list. How about a Willie or a Hank Aaron? Also not on the list. Six figures. Million dollar uh, card. Messi. Uh, Messi on the list. Yeah, Messi Ronaldo. Nope, none of the soccer players. Uh, oh, there is one clue. Oh. There is one soccer player. Maradona. Nope. Pele. Another one. Pele. Pele. Yeah, it's Pele. Sorry. Million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I remember that Pele sale. Um, How many are we at? You have uh, four, five, six, uh, about nine left. You're halfway through. Holy jeez. Nine left. Oh, man. This is going to be tough. I feel like so I missed something Joy at Doyle. the beginning. Uh, Sorry? Joy, Joe, Joe Doyle. Doyle. Yeah, I took it was <laughs> included. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't have got that one. I'll tell you that. Um, Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb no. is not on the list. Yep. Current MLB star? We said Trout. You said Trout already? Okay. Yeah, we said Trout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah. said Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's um, he number seven. Another basketball player. I feel like you might have mentioned it, but I might have missed it. We Lakers. said LeBron. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, didn't, we didn't say Kobe, though. So that's seven okay. left. I said, him, I said him at the beginning. I said Kobe, oh, LeBron, Jordan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I missed it at the beginning. Yeah, so seven left. Holy cow. I feel like there was like a million dollar... Justin Herbert or something stupid. Number 13, 1.8 million. Justin Herbert, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) He was on that list. Wow. There's one other young QB. Joe Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, Burrow, 1.7 million. Holy cow. They comped comped the Justin Herbert. What one sold before? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody comped that and then said that was the So that entire, there's got to be like an entire era that that COVID like there's like Zion on the list. No, Zion's not on the list. Um, so uh, there's five left. Okay, and I'll yeah. break down the sports. Okay, okay. to give you it. Okay, okay. Two basketball. Okay. Three, three baseball. Three baseball. Exactly. Two basketball. Three baseball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and baseball, they are all not playing anymore. Okay, vintage. Okay. Vintage, yes. Yeah. And the basketball, they are both playing. Both playing basketball. So basketball's modern, but baseball's all vintage. Oh, um, the fifty-two I tops. Like, I feel like one of them is a fifty-two tops. Uh shoot. I feel like one of the basketball you guys should get Ted the other one. I, I think will surprise you. Ted Williams not on no. the list. No. We said Hank. You guys said Hank Aaron. You guys said Jackie. Aaron and Jackie weren't on the list. Yeah, no. Aaron and Jackie weren't. Willie Mays wasn't on that list? Not on that list. Jesus. Oh, I think that's what I was thinking of. Some of our listeners are probably shouting out. Yeah, no, for sorry, sure. I'm not a, vin- <laughs> I'm not a vintage sure. guy. Well, a million dollars is a lot. Of, like, I don't even... like. All right, here's a clue. Down. One clue. He made a very famous speech. Baseball. 
Yankees. Derek Jeter? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Joe DiMaggio? Did he make a famous speech? Oh, man. There's a there's a, um, an illness named after him. Oh, Lou oh, Gehrig. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Lou Gehrig. 1.032. What card was that? What card is Lou Gehrig? I don't yeah. have the card specific. Yeah, yeah, but... Lou Gehrig. Wow. Totally forgot about Lou Gehrig. Um, number lives. 21 might be hard. Number 21, because it just breaks the 1 million, but he's mm. a vintage guy. Um, I guess, there's two basketball, you said, right? Two basketball, two baseball left. Uh, but, what, about, um, what about Wilt for basketball? No. The basketball, they're still currently in the NBA. Oh, currently in the NBA. Yeah. LaMelo? No. <laughs> no. It's something stupid list- like that. I've seen listings for a million dollars, but yeah. then I've sold. <laughs> there's, no, there's no KD. There's no way. We said Steph, right? You, Hyung, you said Steph. Steph, you yeah, said, Steph. said Steph. He, he was on the list. What? NBA champion. Oh, Giannis. Giannis, oh, yes, no yeah, eight million. That's right, yeah. Giannis. I was thinking Giannis. I was like, no way. One point eight. <laughs> so the last three are the hard ones. They're number seventeen on the list. They're number twenty on the list, and twenty-one the final ones on the okay. list. Well, uh, so this one's hard. I think it'll take a while. So I'll give you the clue for seventeen. Vintage baseball, Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, um, with Roberto Clemente. Yes, one point one million. For Roberto Clemente. Oh, wow. Two left, one basketball, and one <laughs> baseball. And the basketball's current. Basketball's current. This one you might be really surprised. And for baseball, known to perform in the playoffs. Oh, Reggie yeah. Jackson? Yes, oh. has a month named after him. Reggie really? Jackson, number 21 yeah. on what, the list. Do you have that card? What's sold? Or no? No, I don't have it. I got to research it later, but yeah. Man, that was good. That was good. Um, One more basketball. Yep. He's number 20 on the list, right above Reggie Jackson. His card sold for 1.02 million. Oh, man. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. What other clues can I give you that's not too obvious? I feel like he's only played for two teams. He's won a championship. He was teammates with one of the players that are that was already on the list. Oh, I mean, there's 20 other players. <laughs> he's going to go 30 clues deep before we get... Yeah, I'm tapped My out on can, this. Yeah, wait the, yeah, he's wait known the for his for eyebrows. Oh, Anthony oh, Davis. Oh my gosh, yeah. really? I was going to say, I was like, I don't want to even say it. If somebody paid a million bucks... Oh, that's, Anthony Davis. That one hurts. No huh? way! I would never have guessed that. Go. Well, you you guys did. You guys did pretty well. And it had to have been know? an NTA, probably. Yeah. Yeah. With all these modern ones, even the football ones, they're yeah, all they're all NTs NT. are flawless. Yeah. Or probably flawless, NT. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That was a. I was not expecting that. I thought I was it was just gonna be that. one one question. <laughs> Makes my brain well, wrinkle. You got you got the obvious ones quickly though. Like yeah, I was surprised yeah, how yeah. quickly you were just getting them off the list, but I knew a few of them would stump you. All right, uh, that's the quiz show segment for this episode, and uh, yeah, let's just move on to our final regular weekly segment we call Pick One, and this is where each of us will put up a couple of cards or sets, and we debate which one we would rather invest in. All right, so 
Young, do you want to start things off as usual? Sure. Let's go baseball. Um, the man is on fire. Corey Seager with the Texas Rangers. You Corey know, new, Seager. New team. Wow. New team. You know, he's he's no longer a Dodger, obviously, the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, he's really, really raking this year. Like, we're talking, you know, mm-hmm. you know pushing because he, he's pushing 30 years old now. And now he's pushing over 30 war, right? He's hitting 340 with 22 bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, he could potentially be a sneaky, you know, pick because his cards are so cheap, right? For instance, his Bowman Chrome Refractor and... It's up to. It sold for $399 for a BGS 9.5, a refractor. A refractor auto. Auto, auto okay. yeah. So it was at 249 like probably two weeks ago. So would you rather invest in a Corey Seager, all right, for 300 bucks mm-hmm. or 399 sorry? And that's that comes from basically 2012 Bowman uh, draft. Or would you invest in Freddie Freeman, a Bowman Chrome base auto, BGS nine that sold for four hundred and fifty bucks? Two guys that are having monster seasons. So hmm. Freddie Freeman could potentially win an MVP as well. I don't think Corey Seager is because of Shotani, but right, right, yeah. What are you investing so, in? Four hundred so bucks. I'm sorry, broke. Four hundred. Freeman bucks. is the the rookie auto. BGS no, no, 9? Freeman's a Bo- Bowman Chrome Auto too. Oh, sorry, a BGS Bowman Chrome 9. Auto, and then yeah. the Seeger is a Bowman Chrome Refractor. You said, yeah, I only have four hundred bucks broke. <laughs> four hundred bucks. What am I gonna? What's the better investment, Corey Seeger, who's just on fire and maybe you know he's so cheap, or you know Freddie Freeman, who's just continuing to be, you know, just a stud, but nobody loves him. Nobody likes yeah. him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, right. you know what? I that's that's that right there is what's gonna get me to choose Corey Seager, because Corey Seager, people forgot about him, but I feel like he still has a little bit of a flame to have hype, and it's a refractor, numbered. Uh, I think the stars align if you're gonna take a risk at 400 bucks. Um, I mean, just straight name alone, how could I not pick Freeman? But I think if I'm gonna gamble with uh 400 bucks give me give me the Corey seager interesting johnny you're you're buying high that i think that's a loser's bet but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm going freddie freeman i with all the caveats you guys just mentioned that he gets no hobby love despite everything he's done in his career but there's got to be a point and this might be hobby logic and it might never come mm-hmm. where people are like Oh yeah, Freeman's a Hall of Famer. He's a really good, excellent player. And but I, I'm I'm more banking on, you know, when his career is all said and done, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, this card is got to be worth more than what it is now, based on Freeman's talent and and also what he's achieved through his career. So right. yeah, it's I don't like all things. Everything else is favorable more for the Corey Seager card with the refractor being numbered. But I'm, I'm betting on the player this time. And Corey Seager, you know, the phenomenal season. But he hasn't been doing it consistently like Freeman has. So it could be a flash in the pan too, right? Um, next season could be could dip right back to where it was before. So I'm going Freddie Freeman. Nice. So uh, 
de- the determining factor here. Mm. I see both your points, and I think <laughs> I like John's point better. I like the short term potential with Corey Seager because mm. he's he's approached. He's twenty nine years old. He has thir- He has a thirty war. So this is mm-hmm. like okay, next gear where it's like, hey, his trajectory is pretty good in terms of, you know, if Corey Seager can keep this up, if he becomes a, like a, he's never been a really big superstar. Like this year, he's playing like a big, big superstar. So he's in that category where he's he, he has a career two ninety two average, which is really really good, right? And Freddie Freeman's three hundred one, right? So uh, mm-hmm. Corey Seager. And Freddie Freeman's at a 54 war at, you know, 33 years old. So he's he's four years ahead, but obviously Freddie Freeman wins in that department. But now you're going BGS 9. And I've had a Freddie Freeman X-Fractor BGS 9-5. And it's it's a great card, but it it was it was so boring because <laughs> Freddie Freeman never had like he could he hits 330 everywhere every year, 25 bombs, you know, 100 RBIs, no love. Every single yeah. year, so I think just from that, I'm playing. I'm not. I'm. I'm staying off long term both of them until like Hall of Fame. But uh, I'm gonna go with the short term on here and pick Corey Seager because I think he's gonna he he's gonna continue to trend upwards because his prices were so cheap. All right, I think Corey Seager's a buy. Okay, you heard it from Young. No, I'm, totally, I'm trying don't to go buy crazy. A... I just he's just he was just so sweet, cheap compared to everybody else. That's why. <laughs> don't go too crazy. <laughs> uh, I am in the market for a Corey Seager home field advantage right now. So oh, nice. That's the, o- that's the only set? Corey Seager I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, you want to go? All right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, 2003 SB Authentic Signatures Gold, number out of 50, Michael Jordan on card auto, BGS 9510. Sold for $18,000 versus Shohei Otani Upper Deck Sport Royalty Kanji Auto BGS 9510 sold for twenty grand. Which one are you choosing for around $20,000? Which one was the Jordan? Sorry, say it again. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a little niche. It's a, it's just um an SB Authentic Signatures Gold numbered out of 50 on card auto BGS 9510. Do you have the year? Uh, 2003, 2003-4. It's a horizontal card. Mm-hmm. But the point is, the more, the more point is, you know, a BGS 9, a, a gem mint Michael Jordan auto oh, versus, versus a Shohei Otani Kanji gem mint auto. If you could choose one, that's which a, one that's you take? That's a sick, that's a sick card. It is. Jordan, Jordan's. Mm-hmm. Card sick. Is the one where he's jumping in the air? No, no. I think it's uh, he just uh, has his. Yeah, it's just a normal just, Chicago Bulls jersey. Yeah, image. with the basketball, he's just dribbling. Oh, dribbling. Okay. Man, what do you think, yeah And what's the other one? The Shohei. The the you know the the sport royalty the upper deck sport royalty kanji. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, I think again. he's that was twenty eighteen, right? No, that's uh, second. Wasn't that, uh, oh, yeah, 2018. that was 2019? Yeah, 2018. He's in a suit. I thought that was right. 2019. Um, 2018 Upper Deck. Good win. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That one. They had another one. That's why. Um, oh, yeah. That. Okay. 
Um, hmm. And that was a BGS nine five. You said, or yeah, nine? they're both B- they're both BGS nine fives. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Basically, Gem Mint, Michael Jordan Auto versus Gem Mint Shohei Otani Kanji. The Kanji one is the it's not the exquisite you're talking about, right? No, the I, I I bet that image is the same image as exquisite. It, it looks very similar, but it's the sport royalty one with kind of like a red background. Oh yeah, okay, I know. That. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll I'm I'm gonna go with Shohei. I you know his 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 kanji autos are like crazy desired, mm-hmm. and for me like he's still relevant in terms of kind of like he could keep on going up. You never know. Like, but that's Jordan's like stable. Like you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna do well with that Jordan. Obviously, long term, maybe Jordan's smarter. But I enjoy a bit of volatility, I guess, and I think you're gonna get that a bit with Shohei. Especially with that that auto, like that's all that's on my one of like my watch lists. Not uh, necessarily 100%. on a card, but even on a baseball, you know, getting the candy auto is like such a yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy collector's piece. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Shohei. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna take the risk. I'm gonna go Shohei too. Wow, uh, Clark. <laughs> I, I get I get the I'm Mr. Stable, but I, he's like when, when too, it comes to <laughs> but when it comes to Shohei, the I'm I'm you know call it FOMO, call it whatever you want, but um and the Kanjiato, which you know is 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 also on my Grail um, card list. If I had that money to spend, I, I I would rather I think I would enjoy having that card more. And then, you know, even with the possibility of the value going up as an investment piece too, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think there's potential for Shohei to, Shohei's cards to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, and 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 I like the card uh, the, itself. It's, it looks super clean, that, yeah. that particular card. Um, whereas I, I, this is a personal preference, but I'm not a big fan of horizontal cards, especially if they're slabbed. It's yeah. just... You know the 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 slab marking on the side, essentially on the side of the card, um, is just um, not great for eye appeal. So, so you put all those things together, uh, show haste the vote. Yeah, nice. Oh man, all the old heads are gonna call the three of three of us old heads. <laughs> Denny, a bunch, Denny's a gonna bunch be of, like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of idiots. Because I'm also picking the Otani. <laughs> show haste sweep. Yeah, you know, like um, baseball collecting is all about the auto, like particularly in baseball. Like, and if Otani, I mean, even the three of us were getting very convinced Otani is on the trajectory to absolute greatness, like u- unicorn greatness. Um, you know, barring any injury or something really, really stupid. But the fact that it's it's an auto that he just doesn't sign anymore. Like this is it's as rare as it gets. Like you talk about any hardcore Otani collector and go and search for a Kanjiado. They're just not out there. And if it's out there on eBay, it's fifty thousand dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's a it's just such a holy grail piece. And then Jordan, I mean it's it's come on, like that's as 
classic. It's, it's up there with like a Mickey Mantle auto, but I mean, I, I feel like they trade pretty regularly. They're not, you know, like this, it's a, it's a little bit different. Like obviously you're, you're taking a risk in volatility, but it is just so rare and so desired. I think I would, you know, I, I'd be open to taking that money and, and putting that risk in because I think it could just multiply so much greater. So yeah. Yeah. Well, tiny too. Cool. Showy sweep. All right, we'll end off the show with my pick one. Okay, on one side, you got Victor Wembanyama, his 2023 or 2022-23 Bowman Chrome University. Um, it's his first Bowman autograph. All right. So um, that's sold August 12th for about 1400 bucks US. And then on the other side, you have the 2007-08 Topps Chrome Refractor of Kevin Durant numbered to 1499 PSA 9 which sold for just over 1500. So let's round off both to 1500 bucks. Which one would you rather spend on? And and the Victor Wembanyama is raw. Is it auto? It's an auto. Yeah. Yeah, and sorry. It's a base auto? Sorry? It's a base auto? Yes. Yeah. Base Can you repeat auto. that again? I missed the which card it was of Victor's. The Bowman the Chrome first, U. Yeah, oh, the Bowman, Bowman Chrome, Chrome U. U. On First card, autograph. Yeah. On card. Yep. Base. Uh, I base. Like, I don't like base. Fourteen versus versus those. what? Kevin Durant. Durant refractor. KD tops Chrome refractor rookie. Uh, PSA nine. <sighs> N- number to fourteen ninety nine. I hate the nine, but you know that card used to be worth so much. Yeah. So we always said, hey, when that when that Durant refractor goes down, <laughs> I buy. Now it's like dirt cheap, and it's like. I think I'm going to go with the Duran on this one, though. I can't, I, I can't, I'm not completely sold on the Bowman first Chrome U in basketball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it's Wemby. There's a lot of hype, but like, yeah, I'm going to still go Durant. I just, I just think it's going to be a smarter move because 1400 is not a great buy in, anyways, for Wemby bra. You know, mm. it's like buying a Cunio bra. Or something like that, you know, fourteen hundred bucks. We all did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um it's an easy one for me. It's it's Katie all the way. And and this goes back to what we were talking about NIL. Like I think the NIL product for me is completely short term. Like have a good time ripping it. If you hit something big, get rid of it and sell it because once the tops chrome Victor Wembanyama comes out and the, the whatever yada 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 the the big leagues, um yeah all that stuff is gonna start dwindling in prices so it's it's very easy for me like get get if you own that card in Victor get out of it as quickly as you can <laughs> and in terms of a one v one it's it's very easy to go with a Kate I mean you could have put any other fourteen hundred dollar card on the other side I probably would have picked it so Katie wow okay. Considering, you know, we were all buying into the Victor Wembanyama hype before any of these cards came out. Now you guys are just ditching Wemby, eh? <laughs> I just, I, yeah. I, just, I think it was just you, man. I don't know what else. No, no, I, I was excited for it. But, like, I think I, it just didn't come out the way I thought it would. But, I mean, right. the, there's obviously hype. Like, you know, it's selling. Yeah, crazy. major. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> like, yeah. it is, it, like, we're right on that. It was just the... The card is like I have zero desire to have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's his first Bowman too. I know. Damn. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to choose KD too. So <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have to say anything much more. I agree with you guys. So I was just 
playing with you. But um, yeah, the it's numbered and um, it's funny. Like we said, we would probably look at KD cards when its prices come down, but it's always that same thing, right? It's like, is it gonna go down? Can more? it go lower? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I really want it now? Until until it goes back up, you're like, okay, now I want it again. So. <laughs> Um, maybe I should get myself a Topps Chrome Refractor of KD. Okay, thanks for all our listeners for tuning in to Cards to the Moon. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. And uh, if you could rate us um, with five stars if you enjoyed the show, uh, we'd be uh, very appreciative. And, and yeah, we'll see you with a brand new episode next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.